The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. Let your kid know if they do something wrong, they can call you first. Become that parent that unconditionally loves their kid, regardless of what they do, and be there and let them know that you're going to be there to support them, guide them, and love them along the way. He knows what he's talking about because he interacts with teens all day long. Public high school principal Dr. Bill Ziegler is our guest now on First Person. Welcome to our program. I'm Wayne Shepherd. You'll want to hear the thoughts of this outstanding educator, and we'll get started in just a moment. Thanks for listening. First Person is supported by the Far East Broadcasting Company, who celebrates the stories of God at work in people's lives all over the world. If you'd like to sample some of FEBC's own stories of changed lives, please visit febc.org. The videos you'll find there will enhance your prayer life as you watch. Again, go to febc.org. And use our website, firstpersoninterview.com, for more about today's guest or past programs. Dr. Bill Ziegler has an incredible personal story of overcoming educational obstacles himself, making it even more amazing that he now serves as the principal of a large public high school, winning awards for his leadership. As we connected online for the conversation, I asked Bill to begin to tell us his story. So, I, you know, I grew up in, in, a, uh, in a very strong blue-collar family, and my sister and I, my parents did not go to college. They just went to high school. And they had a dream that their son and daughter would go off to college. And so my sister, she went off and got an associate's degree, but my dad was set that I was going to get a bachelor's degree. And so he enrolled me in high school in all the college, all his college preparatory courses. And I'll never forget that first quarter uh, when I had my parent teacher conferences, uh, the teachers had us all around the table, you know, we're sitting around the table and my mom and dad are, you know, proud that their son's going to be in college material and he's taking college prep courses and and i'll never forget my 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 heart stopped when a teacher looked me in the eyes in ninth grade and said mr and mrs ziggler you need to realize your son is not college material oh. he will never he will never make it in college huh. wow uh pretty deflating huh yeah you know and i i own that i believe that for years and my mom and dad, they would not let me listen to that. They, they spoke words of wisdom and hope into me, and they worked to inspire me that I could overcome this. But for years, I thought I, I, thought I academically was a, a bad student, and I struggled through high school. I got to tell you, uh, Wayne, I almost failed the ninth grade. I passed by 0.5. I actually got the call that I had failed, but a computer glitch had pushed me over. Um, and then I failed the entrance exam to college and I decided I wasn't going to go, but my parents again are, were insistent. My boy is going to college. Uh, and my dad, he actually enrolled me in college in the local community college and, and, uh, said, get in the car. We're going off to college. And I remember arguing with him. I'm not going. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we are going. I, I selected your classes. You're off. And that started the journey for me that changed the whole life and really just gave me hope to, to move to the next level. Wow. Were you a Christian along the way? Did you uh, come to Christ early in life, Bill? So I came to Christ in ninth grade, actually. Oh, during, <laughs> the, I, I don't, during the crisis time, huh? Yeah, I, I don't think this had anything to do with it. But my mother uh, went to a uh, retreat at the church that we were attending. 
and they shared about Jesus, uh, you know, being the savior of her life and coming in their life. And she was walking with me. We're walking along the, uh, we did a lot of walks growing up as a kid and she would share with me and she's like, Hey, Billy, you're going to go to heaven. I'm like, absolutely. I've done nothing wrong. At least not too much, mom. <laughs> and she's like, you know, that's not enough. And, and there I ended up praying for my salvation at 14 and my whole life changed. I remember this is how I, this is how I know my life changed, Wayne. I went from listening to Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Madonna, and Whitney Houston to listening to Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, and Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> Sounds like my playlist today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about the in-between, what you've just described and what's happening in your life now. But let, let's talk about the now, just to illustrate the turnaround that happened in your life. What do you do in life now, Bill? So I am a high school principal in the school that I grew up and attended as a student. Wow. <laughs> Did you ever stop yeah. and, and think about that? Oh, it, it's such a blessing. I, I, I have the opportunity to give back and invest in the same community that I grew up in, the teachers that I had, and, uh, you know, and really just work with them to shape and mold the future. And I'll tell you this real quick story, Wayne. One of the things that you know, I, I look back on is in, in Temple University in 2005, I, I graduated with a doctorate of educational leadership. And I remember my mom and dad being at the graduation, tears running their, down their faces. They cheered on their boy, wow. Dr. Bill Ziegler. Wow. Wow. And I have to say, too, that you've been honored in so many ways. One way is that you were principal of the year in Pennsylvania in 2016. Yeah, I was. I was really excited for that and just blessed to be part of that. I was uh, 2016. I was principal of the year. I was NASSP digital principal of the year. And I currently serve on the board of directors for the National Principals Association. So, and I'm doing a lot of work with Apple. I just got this uh, Apple Distinguished Educator and I actually serve on the Apple Distinguished Schools Advisory Board. So we're Lord has blessed me in many ways. Yeah. Well, as time permits, I'd love to talk about some of those things, but it's just such a remarkable story, and it's obviously God at work in your life, and I know you give him all the credit for it too, Bill. But Amen. And You know, I, I, I've never seen you in action, but I've talked to you about your philosophy, and you, you just seem to enjoy what you do. You enjoy the, the school atmosphere. You enjoy the kids. You seem like a fun principal. I don't think my high school principal was nearly as fun as you seem to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's who I am. I, I can't hide who I am. I remember taking a, a college class where the teacher told me not to smile as a teacher until Thanksgiving. And, and I, just, I just walked out of that class thinking, that's not me. Huh. And that's not who I am. So I, I live every day with my heart on my sleeve. And I, I work diligently every day to show God's love to kids and to really just let them know that there's an adult here that cares for them, supports them, and, and believes in them that they can do great things. Hmm. Well, we reached you on the internet today. You're at home at the moment, but uh, I'm sure this happens often in your life. You're going back to school tonight, aren't you? I am going back to school tonight. I actually have a, a basketball game and uh, looking forward to it. How's your team doing this year? So tonight, I think, is a girls' basketball team uh, game, and our, bas our girls' basketball program is doing outstanding. Um, they may win the championship this year, which we're looking forward to and really hoping for. Wow. How do you keep pace and show up at all these events? It is difficult. You know, I, I'm out a lot throughout the week, and I have a highly supportive family. And one of the things I've done is I've really made a commitment to, to come home after work, eat dinner as a family, then go out to the event. And I think that's key for anyone out here is listening that's really busy. 
it all begins with that dinner table, spending time together, laughing together, crying together at dinner table. And I make a commitment to do that. The other thing I make a commitment is that I live close to where I work because I'm a big believer that I want to invest in the community that I live in. Mm-hmm. And I want to also be close to my family. So that's, that's really instrumental for me. Yeah. Well, let's mention your family. Your wife is Kim. Yeah. I have a beautiful wife this year of 25 years. Uh, my wife, Kim, she's a nurse. And then I have a son who uh, plays the trombone in the Penn State marching band. <laughs> and he is studying electrical engineering out of Penn State. And my daughter, she's going to the same community college that I went to. And she's mm-hmm. studying business. She's a barista in our local coffee shop. Well, I've been watching them grow up on Facebook, and it's been a lot of fun. You, you have fun as a family. Uh, going back to you, going back off to school tonight after you know working all day, what does that mean to the, to the kids at school and to their parents as well? I think it means a lot. I think it means everything, actually, that, I, that we as educators are willing to take the time to invest in their lives beyond the school day. And I think parents and teachers and educators in general we need to go and support kids. I, one of the things, Wayne, I hear all the time is uh, teen parents are saying, oh, my kids don't want me there. That's the furthest thing from the truth. There's nothing better than a kid looks up to the stands and sees mom and dad cheering for them. So I want to be the mom and dad for the kids that don't have their parents there. And I want to support kids just in general and be a biggest cheerleader for our students in our school. Hmm. Uh, do you see kids change a lot during high school? Oh my goodness. I wish I could show the change to your radio listeners. Yes, it's tremendous. I see a change just from ninth grade to the 10th grade year. That's, I think physically it's the biggest changes. But when I look through ninth through 12th grade, the level of maturity and emotional maturity and adult-like uh, taking responsibility and being a leader has just, it's, it's profound how much it changes from ninth grade to 12th grade. And one thing I would share with your listeners is a lot of people go, oh, my goodness, you know, our schools are, are this, our schools are that. They don't work where I work. I work in an amazing school with amazing kids and faculty and staff. And I, I have to tell them that our future is bright. If the kids in our school are going to be taking care of us and leading our world, we're in good hands. Boy, what a great positive message to to uh, to send out, Bill. You, you really do a great job. Because you know, we all lament that, well, it's not like it was when I was in school, exactly. you know, and, 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 and uh, no, it's not. Maybe it's better. I think it is better. And, you know, I hear that a lot. I hear, I hear parents saying, oh, it's not like when I went to school. Well, you know, that's a good thing because the changes that have been made to help advance our world and our society have really taken place in our schools. And, you know, I think, Wayne, another thing that's really impacted my life is my involvement in Christian Educators Association International. Christian Educators has empowered me to legally and practically live out my faith in school. And they have taught me what I can do and what I can't do in living out my faith. And I think educators out there, if you're interested, check out Christian Educators. It's a powerful ministry and association to equip and empower educators to legally and practically live out their faith in school. If you'll give me the link, we'll put that in the program notes. Sound okay? I'll send it to you. Absolutely. We're getting to know Dr. Bill Ziegler on First Person today, and we'll continue the conversation in just a moment. Stay with us. When I first heard the good news on the FBCC station, I tried praying to Jesus for the first time. Life is difficult, but Christ is helping me see things differently. The Far East Broadcasting Company receives millions of responses each year from grateful listeners. FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. 
That's febc.org, the Far East Broadcasting Company, until all have heard. My guest is Dr. Bill Ziegler. Bill is a high school principal in a public school in Pennsylvania, Principal of the Year in 2016, and many other honors have come to Bill as well. He's a Christ follower and just a, a fun guy to be around. Matter of fact, you're brave enough to put some of your photos on Facebook, Bill, of the, of the attire that you wear. For instance, that, that Christmas sports coat that you wore to school, that, that was something. Yeah, it was. You know, I had a lot of fun. I, I believe that as educators, we need to have fun with kids, and they need to see us be lighthearted and happy and festive. And I have a I have a set, Wayne, of holiday festive jackets that I wear. Uh, and my wife actually shows me bow ties for each holiday throughout the year. But the absolute worst thing I've ever worn to school was a Santa costume because, like, that beard. I don't know how anybody does that. But uh, what, what an op- opportunity it was, though, just to go in and spread cheer in our school uh, throughout the festive season. <laughs> Bill, you mentioned your involvement with Christian educators, but you're in a public school. Um, you want to talk about the public versus private education for a moment? Yeah. So, you know, I, one thing I love about America is that we educate all kids, regardless of who they are, where they come from, or what they represent. And there's a big difference between public education and private education. So there is our private schools, such as our parochial schools, or our Christian schools, or our charter schools, and then there's our public schools. And I think in our public schools, we really have an opportunity to make a difference for to the masses of students, to, to a large group of students that, that come in, in and out of our school day, doors each and every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, my own daughter is a teacher and has been teaching for a number of years now. She's teaching at the middle school level. You know what that's like because you were a middle school principal, too. I was middle school principal. I got to tell you, Wayne, when I look back on my life, I think the middle school principal is one of my favorite positions. I always say the middle school matters and parents and teachers who are in the middle school, bless your heart, but hang in there. It's an awesome time. Cherish every moment in the middle school because that middle school years matter most. Yeah. Well, let's talk from the teacher's perspective for a few moments. What's what's rewarding about the profession and what's a challenge and where do they need encouraged? I think, I think one of the biggest rewarding things as being an educator or a teacher in general is seeing the growth that you see in students and seeing students make that progress and seeing students make those connections and become a leader, become a person that cares, become a person that get, contributes back to their community. And when you're a teacher and you see someone go full circle from maybe a sixth grader that's just adolescent years to eighth grade and graduating off to high school, it's remarkable. And it just fills your your tank with joy. And, you know, I think what, what do we struggle with? I think we struggle, uh, with so many things. I think the public perception of public education, uh, beats educators down. And I think that as, as, uh, public citizens, we need to have a responsibility to uplift and encourage our educators and not tear them down. Yeah. And, you know, so many people say, what's the favorite part of your job? Oh, it's June, July, and August. Well, they don't know anything about <laughs> no, it no. because, even though we like June, July, and August, I work through June, July, and August, but teachers don't. I'll tell you, the, the best part of their job is working with those kids every single day in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's priceless. Mm-hmm. And our mutual friend, Mark Gregston, works with teenagers, and you and Mark and I have spoken often, and Mark says there's, he's never met a bad kid. Uh, is that the way you would put it? Absolutely. I think I've never, been a, I've never met a bad kid. I've never met a kid that doesn't want to do great things. And, you know, I think what happens is 
we we label kids and as educators and as parents that's something we need to be very cautious of when we say things like my kid is good in math or my kid is good in this that implies that they have a natural innate ability and it takes away hard work it takes away a mindset and i'm a big believer that as educators we need to have a growth mindset toward kids where we look at kids that they can do great things all kids can move forward and succeed so yeah i i believe i've never seen a bad kid I see kids that make bad decisions that need adults to come around them and support them and love them. Yeah. We've talked about teachers. We've talked about students. How about the parents? What, what do you observe in parents these days, and what do parents need to know? I think parents are working so hard to keep their house afloat, and they are so busy that it's difficult and challenging to monitor their child's progress throughout school. Number one thing I would say is stay connected to your kid. Hug them every day. Talk to them every day eat dinner with them every day. And rather than asking them the age-old question of what did you learn in school today, start asking them questions like, who did you build a relationship with in school today? What, what, what did you enjoy most about school today? Focus on the relationships rather than the learning. And oftentimes, the learning then comes and begins to flourish. Hmm. That's good advice. All right, let me take you back to some of these honors you've gotten and some of the, uh, I guess I would call extracurricular activities for the principal who's involved in these things. For instance, the, uh, the Apple program that you mentioned, what's the, what is that all about? So I am honored to be an Apple Distinguished Educator. So our school is an Apple school, and uh, I applied, and Apple selected me as an Apple Distinguished Educator, and I currently serve on the Apple Distinguished Schools Advisory Board. So what we do is we, we review applications for schools who want to be Apple Distinguished Schools around the world. And it's just such an honor to do that, and then also to plan and prepare professional learning for educators uh, using Apple resources. Mm, sounds great. Sounds like it really helps a lot. Yeah, it's been exciting. It's been really good. You know, one one thing I'm really excited about this year, Wayne, is I have a book coming out uh, through Corwin. It's called You Don't Need Superpowers to Be a Kid's Hero. Huh. Well, again, when that comes out, you'll tell us about it, right? I will absolutely tell you it's going to be released in March of 2020. Okay. And uh, encourage everyone to check it out. All right. We will uh, try to keep up with that and put links in the program notes at firstpersoninterview.com. There's so many other things that you're doing, Bill, and and it all is focused on education and helping students and teachers. What is Chase Learning? So Chase Learning is a a company that I started three years ago. Um, I had done a lot of work in China on the Great Leader Summit. I I presented in five major cities in China, and and during that time, uh, my boss in China said to me, Bill, you should really consider doing this full time and going out and speaking to schools and educators and teaching them how to build culture and lead learning. So I started a company. It's called Chase Learning. And we do just that. We go out and I go out throughout the country and I share with educators how to lead learning and change the world. Hmm. Bill, you've been a Christian since ninth grade, you said. Um, What is that like now for you at this stage of life as a successful school, high school principal, a a parent, a husband. What does Christ mean to you now? Jesus Christ is at the center of everything that I do. Without Christ and his involvement in my life, I wouldn't do anything. I would give up everything uh, just to to know Christ more and to love Christ more each day. I think one of the things that I sometimes I I miss, Wayne, is that day back in when I was a ninth grader, that passion that I had as a ninth grader. And what I commit to is when I realized I accepted Christ as a ninth grader, I wanted to go out and tell all my friends, Wayne. So I hope that, I think about that a lot now as a, you know, as a seasoned educator that I need 
even as a seasoned dad and parent, I need to be out there having that same passion in my, with my faith right now. My faith is the core of what I do. It's what empowers me to be a dad, a father, a son, and, and an educator. And without Christ at the center of my life, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't be able to share the gospel and love people like I do. Well, when you add up everything we've talked about that you're doing, how do you keep fresh with God? That's really key. You know, I want, I do several things. A few things that really help me is number one is we always go to church as a family. We make it a commitment that we go every single Sunday morning and we connect. Number two, I get connected in my own Bible devotionals, like connecting and learning study guides and other things like that. Number three, I'm a big, I'm a big podcaster. So I love to listen and just, you know, refresh myself through that. And then finally, just connecting with men of God as an accountability partner and really grown in my faith to be challenged to move to the next level. But Wayne, one thing I got to tell you, there'll be nothing to challenge you more than having two teen, uh, a 19-year-old now and a 21-year-old <laughs> who, who are, I'm watching them live out their life and seeing them live for Christ. It empowers me and inspires me to do the same. Yeah. Well, as we uh, need to wrap up in a minute or so here, Bill, um, talk to a parent who maybe is struggling just a little bit with their high schooler. Maybe their things aren't going so well right at the moment. What, what encouragement would you give them? I would encourage that parent to not give up, never give up. Let that child, let that young adult know that you love them, that you're there for them, and that you're there for them no matter what mistakes they make. Sometimes our love as parents is conditional. We say it's not, but we act like it is. And I, I think what we need to do as parents is I would encourage that parent to have unconditional love. Let your kid know if they do something wrong, they can call you first. Become that parent that unconditionally loves their kid regardless of what they do, and be there and let them know that you're going to be there to support them, guide them, and love them along the way. One last question. Is there a particular scripture passage or verse? Take a moment to think about it if you want, but something that really propels you in what you do. Wayne, I don't have to think at all. It's, it's my life mission. It's John 10.10. 10. Jesus said, For I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I feel that God has placed me on this earth to help people have that abundant life and just ex- really experience that abundant life through a life with Jesus Christ. That's Dr. Bill Ziegler, a public high school principal who is not afraid to look to the Lord for his motivation to lead others. My thanks to Bill for taking the time just before going to that basketball game. We'll put additional links to all that Bill does, including his podcast and the various education-related websites at firstpersoninterview.com. Also, be sure to look out for a free smartphone app in your app store to download first-person interviews for listening on the go. There's no cost or obligation to using the app, and it allows you to take these conversations with you wherever you go. And look for us on Facebook at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Now, before we leave, I'd like to once again thank the Far East Broadcasting Company for helping to make these conversations possible. What's the connection? Well, FEBC is an organization very close to my heart, and I love being able to tell you a little bit about what God is doing through it. The easiest way and best way to do that is to ask you to visit febc.org and take some time to explore the video testimonies of listeners in many countries. You'll be amazed at what you learn. There's lots to learn at febc.org. Look for the videos and look for prayer suggestions there as well at the website, febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Listen next time for First Person.